Welcome to Bovine Banter with the Penn State Extension Dairy Team. My name is Lisa Holden, and I am an Associate Professor of Dairy Science in the Animal Science Department at Penn State. In this series of Bovine Banter, we are focusing on research at Penn State. I am joined today by Dr. Piotr Borowski, an Associate Professor of Agricultural Economics from the Department of Agrotechnology and Agribusiness at the University of Warmia and Masry in Olsztyn, Poland. Dr. Borowski is here at Penn State doing a research sabbatical, and he is joining us today to talk a little bit about the Polish dairy industry and about his research. Welcome, Dr. Borowski. Could you please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do at home at your university? Welcome. Thank you very much for introducing me. So my name is Piotr Borowski and I work at uh, Warmia at Missouri University in Olsztyn, Faculty of Agriculture and Forestry, Department of Agrotechnology and Agribusiness. Um, you know, um, I am uh, particularly interested in, you know, dairy business and uh, renewable energy sources. So these uh, two scientific issues are very important um, because um, nowadays the whole world has got the problem with um, the energy and um, milk production is one of the most important um, production in Poland. Um, so I am here because uh, I do the sabbatical and my task was to attend classes, uh, give lectures, uh, visit farms, with, meet with other people, and talk about um, you know future possibilities uh, and cooperation. So I am a scientist, so my task is not only just teaching students, but also preparing papers and um, getting um, experience in abroad universities. I, mean, I think that's all. Thank you very much. Could you share with us, please, some details about the Polish dairy industry? Uh, that's a very important um, issue um, because uh, there are about 340,000 of um, farmers uh, who are involved in milk production in Poland. And, uh, and, uh, uh, to be honest, the uh, average uh, uh, dairy size, uh, herd size is uh, uh, 18 cows, so it's not a big size, it's rather small size compared to, for example, US. And, um, you know, Poland has got very good conditions for the development of, um, of the dairy um, uh, industry and dairy uh, production, milk production, because we've got much pastures and much meadows. Excellent, yeah. thank you. What are some challenges faced by the Polish dairy industry? Um, uh, Polish industry uh, had many challenges, uh, which are closely, you know, um, linked to our accession in. Um, 2004 to the European Union. So uh, first of all, the most important um, challenges uh, were to adjust uh, our production and hygienic conditions to the requirement of the 
um, European Union and common agriculture policy. Uh, then, as um, everything knows, in 2015, uh, European Union abolished the quota system, uh, which, um, um, which uh, uh, you know, uh, the, the system, in my opinion, was, uh, was not very good because it limited production. So farmers who uh, had bigger production than the quota they achieved, they had to pay fine. Uh, so uh, that's why, in my opinion, um, this was the um, most important challenge. The next challenge um, was uh, uh, after the uh, elimination of quota system, uh, as a result, the prices um, fell down. And um, after maybe two years, the prices um, increased according to the situation um, on the um, global market and the global demand for for milk. Uh, so um, uh, if I think about the challenges uh, which Polish um, industry, um, uh, dairy industry has to face, uh, I think also about the COVID. Uh, so COVID also had um, a negative impact on the production uh, of milk in Poland. Um, uh, because uh, uh, the export was limited, uh, the supply chains, uh, you know, were um, broken, uh, and that is why we couldn't um, export uh, uh, part of our production. So we are self-sufficient in milk production. The self-sufficiency ratio is about 120 percent. So it means that we have to export about 20% of our mm, milk production and, uh, and daily products. So if the, um, if the um, supply chains were broken, then uh, we had a problem um, with uh, the storage of the um, produce product. Uh, so uh, um, I think th these, these were the most important um, challenges for, for Polish industry in recent years, I suppose. Thank you. We're going to change gears a little bit. One of the areas that your research has focused on recently has been the energy crisis in Europe and the impact of rapeseed planting for biodiesel. What is the current energy situation like at home for you? Um, the current energy situation um, um, in Poland is um, getting better. However, we still suffer from uh, uh, low deliveries of uh, coal and low deliveries of, uh, of gas. So me, we mainly import gas uh, from um, USA, Qatar, uh, and uh, from uh, Norway. So previously we were importing gas from Russia but because of the uh, war, um, we uh, stopped the uh, stop importing um, the gas. Um, so uh, uh, Polish uh, Poland, uh, as a whole European Union, uh, is um, uh, taking many efforts in increasing the share of renewable energy sources. Uh, and um, one of the renewable energy sources is biodiesel uh, produced from um, from rapeseed. Uh, so um, 
Polish farmers uh, uh, want to increase the um, uh, production uh, of rapeseed uh, and uh, it has both advantages and you know disadvantages uh, because uh, when we increase the the share of um, rapeseed in the sun area, then there is uh, less uh, land for uh, grains and other crops. So tell us a little more about that. So biodiesel has become such a big focus. How is that impa- impacting cropland? Um, has the crop mix changed because of the biodiesel? Um, uh, yes, uh, yes, uh, and uh, the situation um, uh, is changing uh, for a simple reason. So um, farmers are um, interested in rapeseed production because of good high prices. Um, and um, about 60% of the production is used for biodiesel. But as um, you mentioned before, it has also impacted the cropland. Uh, in Poland, normally, um, we have more than 70% of cropland under grains. So it means that these conditions are not very good for lands uh, because of um, constant uh, growing of grains. Uh, that is why the, um, um, uh, the production of uh, rapeseed is um, very good in, in you know, uh, changing the, uh, in changing the cropland uh, from, you know, one side. But from the second side, it um, creates the competition in the uh, market. And uh, um, farmers, for example, um, prefer to, uh, uh, to, uh, uh, to have uh, uh, <coughs> Uh, biodiesel production, then, for example, to uh, have animal production. Uh, so it really impacted not only cropland, but also um, animal production. So um, that is why farmers uh, who have large farms um, uh, sometimes decide to stop the animal production, particularly the um, pork production, um, which uh, uh, are uh, in danger because of African swine fever and um, uh, change uh, uh, the direction of the development of the farm into the um, plant production and um, uh, rapeseed production. So the increased land for rapeseed really has changed um, the impact of land available. So what will happen as far as growing food for animals or growing food for people as we move into the future? Yes. Uh, So it it really creates a problem because uh, the production, increased production of of, um, uh, rapeseed uh, increases competition between food, uh, chemical um, and nutrition industry um, in Poland. Um, So uh, low grain area has impact on harvest uh, and then increase of uh, prices. Um, so um, um, uh, we've got um, uh, not uh, uh, high uh, supply of grains, even though we are self-sufficient in grains too. Uh, but we um, uh, see the um, competition uh, in the market. So um, farmers uh, choose uh, to uh, choose the rapeseed production because of higher prices of rapeseed. And um, this um, also 
um, um, may create larger problems um, in the future, um, even though nowadays we are um, self-sufficient in the production of, of, uh, of grain. And uh, the reason is that uh, we um, need to use more um, rapeseed for for um, uh, biodiesel production. So the uh, remedy for the situation is to uh, change uh, in some parts of Poland and lands which are uh, not used from uh, not used for um, plant production, change it into uh, the uh, second generation um, biofuels um, uh, such as uh, miscanthus, um, sunflower, um, willow, and uh, other crops which are not edible but can be harvested uh, in low quality lands. Um, uh, so uh, uh, that is uh, the, I think, future um, uh, way of the development of um, of um, uh, production of uh, biofuels uh, in Poland, European Union, and I think also uh, in the world. So um, uh, people uh, we try to find another source of biofuels and um, and. Uh, uh, because uh, the increase of the production of rapeseed uh, creates very strong competition and also uh, impacts uh, the um, increase of um, prices, not only rapeseed, but also um, foodstuff prices. Thank you. So given all these changes, how is Poland positioned for the future for energy production? Um, the emphasis on renewable sources, not just biodiesel, but um, photovoltaics, the solar energy. What What's happening looking into the future? Um, uh, Poland um, has to uh, introduce um, new investments in renewable energy sources. Uh, we are obliged to do it uh, because uh, we are part of the uh, European Union. But to be honest, our energy system is mostly based on fossil fuels, mainly coal. And because of the European Union uh, policy um, aiming uh, at the decrease of carbon dioxide and other um, chemical substances, um, we uh, close uh, some of our coal mines. And when the uh, war um, began, uh, we noticed that we haven't got uh, enough coal. So that is why um, we have to import coal from other sources, um, other directions. So that is, that is why um, we have to import about 7 million tons of coal um, around the world. So we also import coal from United States, from South um, uh, America, and other countries. Uh, so Poland is important producers of renewable energy sources, but we are, uh, to be honest, not uh, self-sufficient in energy. So we have to increase the production. And um, the biggest source of um, uh, renewable energy sources in Poland is stable biomass, and then we've got wind energy, and uh, on the um, uh, third position, uh, I think uh, we've got the photovoltaic, uh, which is also 
um, uh, increasing dramatically um, in uh, Poland. So um, we are obliged to increase 15% of renewable energy sources uh, contribution in uh, whole energy, in gross energy use, and we achieved it in 2020. And now we have to um, increase uh, uh, the, the share of uh, renewable energy sources. There are countries uh, in Europe uh, which uh, have more than um, uh, 50% of renewable energy sources. So we have much to do in, I think, this um, um, in uh, in the increase of the of the production, which is of course the future, not only for Poland, European Union, but for the whole. So renewable energy sources, um, ladies and gentlemen, is future, and uh, Poland and other countries should um, take um, much efforts to um, to uh, increase it. Thank you. So one last question as we wrap up. Do you have a takeaway message that you would like to share with our listeners? Uh, yes. So uh, I think that the most important um, issue nowadays is uh, a war in Ukraine and all of these problems, energy problems, nutrition problems uh, and other are the effect of the war. So um, I think it uh, should, uh, the, the efforts worldwide should be taken to, you know, um, stop the war. Because when the, there is a peace, then uh, the economy is developing. So stop the war and uh, increase uh, the well-being of um, of uh, human nations. Uh, th that's that, that's the um, message. Uh, thank you very much. Well, thank, thank you, you everyone for joining us today on Bovine Banter and thank you very much Dr. Borowski for being with us. Be sure to tune in to our next episode hosted by the Penn State Dairy Team. The next episode will be hosted by Carly Becker and she will be interviewing some graduate students in the Department of Veterinary and Biomedical Sciences to learn more about their research. Thank you and have a great day. Thank you very much. Have a good day too.